0: Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show! Gentlemen, boys, and girls, welcome to another episode of the Fizzle Show, your weekly shot in the arm. What, what if people listened to it and thought that's really what we're talking about here? Is just like this. We've got a lot of interesting, crazy guys and gals out there trying to make some something of their life. You know, they're trying to put their businesses together to try to get things going, and we're just here to help it out along the way. All right, terrific. I can't wait for you to be successful. Uh, here's the deal, though. Some people are finding it quite challenging to actually make a sustainable living doing something that they actually care about. Such that we have to start a website called Fizzle, which is literally named. After the thing that most creative businesses do. That is fizzle out. Why? Because it's hard to get traction, Jimmy. That's why. <laughs> it's hard I'm out saying. there for a pimp. Do you know what I mean? And for and I shouldn't say the word pimp. I every time I say words that come out of my mouth, I'm like, wait, someone's gonna be really hurt by that. <laughs> so I apologize if you're really hurt by that. You probably just coming, shouldn't talk at all. <laughs> I shouldn't talk at all. I shouldn't talk at all. Dave Chappelle has this serious bit in one of his stand-up routines about about that world and uh, about the entrepreneurship of that world and about like, and it was just like as a little, like a, as like a, as a white kid from suburbia, it was just like, (laughs) I felt like it was like, Oh my God, I haven't even seen life, (laughs) which is what it can feel like sometimes when you're making your, your business, when you're actually sitting down with a notepad going like, what do I want to be when I grow up? And if you watch enough Gary Vaynerchuk videos, you might find yourself going like, I want to be an entrepreneur without actually knowing what that word means really you know you have more of a sense of i actually want to i want the world to pay attention to me and for my life to go easily i think that's that's what my sort of thing was i want people to pay attention to me i want my life to go easy and then uh you know fast forward 10 years of entrepreneurship and it's been a real serious actual journey like a real actual journey, meaning like I'm different than who I was when I started this thing. Like I've gone through the changes. If only
1: in facial hair and (laughs) appearance.
0: (laughs) My facial hair and just the length of my hair. Also, a lot of transformation in my body through the seasons. You know, when there was a lot of Negronis going on, that's just, remember like we used to say, a Negronis just booze, booze, and booze. (laughs) There's three boozes. (laughs) There's three three boozes in a Negroni. And Corbett and myself and Caleb Wadges the other co-founder of fizzle we used to do these negroni casts in the early days of fizzle which if you're you know if you're a sleuth you can still go find you can mm-hmm. actually still find and you can hear how red corbett's face is at certain <laughs> parts of the, comes through the mic <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: corbett Barr, how you doing today man how are you i'm doing great got All a right. little rasp today maybe that's a good thing i don't
0: know yeah you got a little rasp going rasp? a rasp oh boy and then aiden fishbine how you doing man I'm always good. We don't have any of the ladies on the show today. No, nope. I always like it when we have ladies. Yeah, and uh, and but this is interesting actually because one of the things I've been thinking a lot is I don't know if you guys, uh, Corbett, you 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 don't have uh, you don't have do you have a brother? You have a, you have a sister, right? I have a sister. Yeah, you have a sister. Aiden, do you have any brothers or sisters?
2: I have, I have a younger brother. Yeah,
0: younger brother. Mm-hmm. I have a younger, bigger brother. Right, he's, where my yeah, brother was like,
2: brother <laughs> yeah, his muscles are amazing. Exactly, <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> my brother was the uh, the yeah yeah like the 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 literal the actual homecoming king, right? <laughs> the right. actual homecoming king. I think he was like, I think he played center uh, on the high school football team, the Foothill Falcons, uh, his freshman year, right? Oh, he's a big so, kid. Oh, so wow. He was, yeah, he was yeah, big, just, and then right. uh-huh. next year he was linebacker right and and that's where he, that's where he stayed, but he was bigger than me, and he was also way more popular than me and uh, And so my relationship to brotherhood has been really interesting recently, because Corbett, remember that like like speaking of one of our brothers, Scott Dinsmore, right? Yeah. R i p, one of the things that Scott was convinced of was that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, okay? You're like, this is an old Jim Jim. It's Rope. one thing to say it. It's one thing to be convinced of it too. Yeah, Yeah. it's one thing to say it and it's one thing to be convinced of Yeah. It. And I see, and he actually leveled up his friends in his life in, in one way of looking at it. But like you were one of the guys that, here's this fledgling, I started a blog. My blog's like basically book reports on books that I think people should read. And you, and he's like, I want to hang out with Corbett Barr of thinktraffic.com because that's going to upgrade my life. I want to hang out with Leo Babauta of ZenHabits.com. That's going to upgrade my life and, and help me get into that that mindset where I can figure out for me what what I want to do, right? Because what I'm what I what I see in the world right now as I see like I I'm putting quotes around this word brotherhood because it's not just for men. And I, and and I'm putting quotes around this word sisterhood because it's not just for sisters and it's not for either or and it's not for you should just do this with the people of your that you know identify with in fact one of the most exciting things in in life is when you find people who aren't in the same like race creed religion background as you and you Mm. find connection there yeah that motley crewism yes it is it will change your understanding of the rock we're spinning on right now right? It will change your sort of sense of, of connection to to just life, let alone like your people, the the people who are also checking out the index on the S&P
2: 500.
0: Which reminds me, right. But um, I, I, I circle around this word brotherhood and sisterhood, because what I see right now is I see a lot of my brothers and sisters who are actively trying to figure out what they're gonna be when they grow up. And and that's like a, a simple, a childlike way of putting what what can actually be a very stressful and a very uh, a very anxiety and neuroses sort of ridden journey. And you're talking about adults here. I'm talking about adults, baby.
1: Adults who are like, oh shit, what am I gonna be when I grow up in yeah. rights? I'm already and- grown up, but I don't feel
0: yeah. And adults right. who are like, right. who, who are like uh, you know, just in that stage in life where, and I'm, I'm meeting more and more of them. And they're, they're literally my favorite people. Like the, the group of people down here in San Diego that we just meet, like it took like a five seconds for us to just go, right? Like, I don't know how it happened. There's just a bunch of them around here. But you know what they're doing, Corbett, is they're trying, right? Mm-hmm. They're like going for something in their life. Mm-hmm. Like they know how stupid it sounds to try to build an audience on Instagram around like whatever their topic <laughs> is. Because like that only happens for basically skinny yoga white chicks or something like that, yeah. right? And so, but they're like trying it anyways.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? They're going but, it anyways. But of course, you're you're imparting future wisdom on them, which is that a small Instagram following does not beget happiness in life or yeah, ex- a exactly. successful business.
0: Exactly. You know, where the one of the biggest lessons I ever learned by that from that was from the like from this. This guy who literally looks like he's like the president of Utah. Um, <laughs> Nathan like Mitt Barry. Romney?
1: Nathan Berry. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> the founder uh, and CEO of ConvertKit, right? Who um, he early on in his career was talking about the, the, the same thing that David Hanemeyer Hansen and the guys from Basecamp 37 Signals were talking about, which is like, hey, man, you don't need to do this whole venture capital thing. You don't need to, you don't need to have this massive audience to have a, a successfully profitable audience for you, right? Or business rather, right? You don't need to have a big audience to have a successful business. That's something that I'm, I'm trying to bring to them, right? It, it is, is because it does feel out there in the world like there's a bunch of people who are successful and then there's little old me who, who really wants to be at the table with those successful people. but. I don't have what it takes yet or I haven't done it yet or I'm not there yet or what. And so it's a, we're in dialogue, oftentimes motivations, like speaking motivationally here about your motivation, your inspiration, your ability to wake up in the morning, your head pop off the pillow and go, I'm ready to tackle my to-do list. Right. It's (laughs) like, that doesn't, I still haven't found that mode very easily (laughs) in my life. But speaking of that motivation, when you're constantly comparing yourself to the world you wish you were in and you feel like you're capable of being in, but nothing in life is really manifested such that you don't feel like you're doing that yet. It can feel very, uh, like it's pulling the, it's, it's like you're trying to build up your motivation to keep going. Okay. And, and then like, then burnout happens because you're constantly pulling yourself up like propping yourself up for a goal that actually you're not defining that isn't clear that isn't measure, measurable in the way that you're thinking about it. That isn't like, it's a, a fantasy. It's like chasing after the horizon.
1: Well, and I, y- you don't even know like the, the real parameter. Like, like you said, it's, it's ill-defined. It's You don't even know what's going on behind the scenes. Like you're, you are, dude, dude, that's you so are Ill. aiming vaguely for someone else's success. As you see it from the outside.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: And you have no idea what's going on really behind the scenes in their life and in their business and how they're using this celebrity, whatever you want to call it online to find happiness, make money, do all the things that are at the top of the pyramid. Right.
0: Yep. Totally. And, and I'm now on the other side of like, a like I know about influencer worlds now in ways that I never knew about before. Okay. And it's not, it's not what you have in your head when you think about what you want to do when you go up or whatever. It's different, man. It's different. When you learn about publishing and you learn about the people behind uh, organizations that are like monolithic sort of ideas, the New York Times, like this monolithic, like it's like a temple. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like a God. We don't even understand it because it has so much of a life that pre-exists us. Right.
2: Right? So you, and you can never go- dig deep enough to figure out conclusively exactly exactly what puts it together
0: and holds it together and so we are constantly in relationship with things we actually don't understand and i find this to be a very challenging thing in life um but like my friends in ocean beach we just try anyways right
1: yeah but if I, I think a lot of what you're describing is just life. Like, you know, life. we uh-huh. don't know all the answers. Yeah. But especially career and and entrepreneurship and figuring out who you want to be. A lot of it is proceeding, even though you don't know the answers.
0: Yeah. And becoming me, okay with
2: that. Right. And,
1: mm-hmm. and being okay with that. But to me, there's a difference between blindly proceeding and just like having faith mm-hmm. versus Trying to get some answers so that you can make better informed decisions. Mm -hmm. And in, in the case of somebody who's like trying to build an Instagram following and like shooting for somebody that they like, just trying to be like someone that they see online, emulating that, I would say, and this gets all the way back to Scott Dinsmore like, try to meet some of those people and understand what makes them tick and what they really have going on so that you can know if that's as great a plan as you think it is because like right. you said chase on the show a bunch of times you put people up on pedestals thinking like they're going to be your daddy yeah and then you meet them and you're like oh they're a broken shell of a person yeah and Or they're
0: just a person you they're know? just
1: a person yeah
0: yeah, yeah. they're not exactly. who i made up about them they're not because this is so this is right so we're this is like my favorite intro to the fizzle show ever Right. This conversation, all of this has been very loosely um, following a a thread that we intend to talk about today. Um, And it's one of the ones that is that is um, for some it just it just can get like it can be one of these things that people don't think very much about. We Mm. go so quickly to the three P's of personal branding that um do we (laughs) we need to make that i I don't mean mean us no i've already got it uh yeah oh no i've got the three p's of just about anything what are the three p's of personal branding the three p's of personal branding are very simple corbett first of all it is person place and And then party present Present. presence don't you see how i can make like a literal talk out of that yeah Don't you see how like oh you can you can It's such a good trick to go for the three P's of anything, you know, the
1: three P's of figuring out what your life is all about.
0: (laughs) The three P's of figuring out what your life is all about. It's about, we start with profound because what is your experience of the profound? Like if you're not giving yourself the experience of the profound, then you're going to be let down by life, right? Yep. Starting with profound, then we're going to start, then we're going to go next into people. Okay. Which is you're not alone. And nothing, the way that he, people work is we're born infants and we're so freaking vulnerable that we cannot actually literally survive without the help of others, right? This is what's built into what a, what a person, a human is. Okay, yep. you didn't want me to go all the way in on this, but I'm doing
1: Oh, I'm, I'm good. Profound.
0: People. And then, um, I mean, I kind of like, I, like this concept of presence is really mm. this, 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 it's always the capstone for me. Because Wait, did that
1: go? Well, that was in personal branding too? Oh Yeah. Oh, yeah. You oh, see, there's God. a lot of overlap with personal. What about uh, <laughs> persuasiveness
0: what in your life? No, persuasiveness is actually a function of presence, right? And so, if you could see if 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 you go to anybody else, they're talking about persuasiveness, which is fine. Go learn that stuff. Then you're persuading <laughs> them. That's a
1: tactic, not a strategy. That,
0: that's a tactic, not a strategy. You gotta be more valuable. <laughs> I'm told, Jim Run. <laughs> but what I like so much about this intro to the Fizzle Show is it is a very real. Um, uh, 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 and wi- and wide swath of of what it is like to actually do this entrepreneurship thing it is a journey and I, I want people to understand that no uh, like very few people in entrepreneurship and in and in like mountain climbing and in you know big wave surfing go into that alone right And even if they do go in alone, even if you're Aleister Crowley or Wim Hof, like climbing up Everest in his, you know, bathing suit or whatever, just using breathing tactics to keep warm all alone. It's all because of who he has with him there. Like his sense of self, his sense of place, his sense of purpose is so profoundly impacted, affected, buoyed up by his experience of what the psychotherapists call connection which is what they use a lot of the times as shorthand for the reason for our existence mm-hmm. you can look at a human being's pathology and you can say oh this human being has not experienced enough connection and is craving it and doesn't know it right and is no let me let me we're not going off into psychotherapy we're going into how do we actually how do we actually use the tools of connection which are so valuable when we're managing our motivation, when we're managing like what Corbett was talking about, like we make up, here's how the business world works. You don't know how the business world, world, world works, honey. You just don't know. Like you have no idea how New York Times got to be the New York Times. And if you figured out, if you learned more about that, if that story was actually public and you learned more about it, you would have a better sense of what publishing really is. And part of what you would learn there would make you profoundly uncomfortable, right? It would make you very, very uncomfortable because you'd see what we all know now, the ways in which that these media outlets can literally tell us what to think, right? And how we don't even, we don't have thoughts of our own that we haven't gotten from somewhere else a lot of the times, right? And this consensus reality, whatever, yada, yada, yada. What's important in this conversation though, and what we're gonna get into the brass tacks of which is, it's, it's so, so, so helpful. Because I, I love that we've set this up as this. It feels really bleak right now. It's like, whoa, this is like existential. <laughs> this is bleak. Everything's really intense. No.
1: This is how Chase starts every conversation, whether in his own head or with a person. I'm sorry,
0: are you guys here too? Oh. Let's, tear it all,
1: let's tear it all down. Let's and tear just it all start down. From, start the from the foundation block.
0: Exactly. It's like Jesus talking about building a house on the shifting sands. What's the purpose of that? But like, it's just gonna like, like anybody who's owned that property and had to deal with something crappy that's built into the infrastructure of their home. Like me, I had to put a sump pump in one of our houses in Portland because <laughs> it was just like, fucking, it was raining everywhere. And we lived at the bottom of this hill and all the water would just drain up into our basement, right? Just an infrastructure thing. that's like, oh no. And how many of you are, are literally building the business right now of your dreams? Only to realize that, oh my God, the property I bought is at the base of a hill and I didn't even know this about it, right? I, well, I like and that. hopefully
1: that property isn't yourself.
0: Yeah, and a lot of, th- but dude, the three Ps of personal branding, Corbin a yeah. lot of us, it is ourselves. My, my, I cannot change the name of my YouTube account because it's connected <laughs> to my Gmail <Google> account. <laughs> yep. Thanks a lot, Google. It's the funniest joke. No, thanks to the universe. Thanks, life. It's the funniest <laughs> joke. I keep trying to hide behind brands. Because yeah. it, it, brands make more sense, right? But there's something that we, I mean, why, like, why do we know Gary Vaynerchuk's name or Pam Slim's name or Marie Forleo's name or Liz Gilbert's name, right? We just, <laughs> like, we should know Big Magic. That's that book that she wrote that mm-hmm. if you have read, like you're crazy for not reading. It's if you're creative at all, right? It's the, it should be your new Bible followed or just after, you know, the war of art, right? There's this great stuff out there. Steven Pressfield. There's something about these names, but I can't get away from it. And so if I actually, what keeps me up at night right now is if I'm building my business on something that I'm going to be in either uh, at best case embarrassed about, at worst case mortified by, right? Like I'm contributing to some really wretched, inhumane system that is like not what I want to be. Comp- but guess what? But guess how I, guess how I mitigate that, Corbett? Conversations, connect connection like right. getting with other people to see what the real world actually is out there and, and that brings and
1: us to the four c's of connection
0: which is starts with catalina if you're not going to catalina with your friends then you're <laughs> not connected
2: we do have a c we have community we
0: mean, have community <laughs> yeah so, so all right i want to so this is like that's all like i i don't, i love scaring people away that 's one thing about me i 'm really irreverent i 'm really irreverent about this stuff, but you will never find someone more committed to to the uh integrity with it, with which like he at least thinks he 's doing his business right and and the consistency of creativity and output for a particular group of people as a, almost as an act of service that i 'm committed to make money on right when you when your life is a charity right is this is like the whole thing i 'm trying to get after is like when you can it's built into the uh to the service is the secret sauce lesson of the defining your audience course which we got into yesterday or last week rather (laughs) right it was it's this it's this sense of service that i think actually grounds us in the ability to be creative for a purpose and then and then you if you if you have a money script in your head that's like money's bad only bad people make money like only good people are poor right or something like then you're gonna be you're, you're that's what you're gonna be in that's where your business is that's where the work is for you, right? And business and life will teach you like, it actually sucks to be kicked out of my house because I can't make rent. And if, I, and, like, and if I can actually serve people and do something valuable in the world and be compensated by it, gladly by these customers, then it's like, dude, this is sick. This is amazing. Let's, let's more of that. It's like farming. It's like villages. It's like, that's my dream for how this stuff should work. And one of the fundamental bits in this is this community piece, this connection with other people thing and i love corbett where we grounded this where you grounded this right in the beginning in the sense of you don't even know what's going on behind the scenes of these businesses and business people that you're following and that you think are successful right you do actually not know and even when they're really really uh transparent like transparency is as is as artificial is it's totally capable of being artificial right? What I do for a living is I be myself talking about products. But it's like a thing that I'm like, I get paid to do, which means I'm getting good at doing it, which means like, like I know when I have the energy for it, when I don't have the energy for it. And if I tried to do some of these videos, when I didn't have the energy for it, you'd get a very different. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) much like you're getting a different podcast intro right now. Right? Because Chase might have pie bone. <laughs> it's that Kanye West album. By the way, holy crap,
1: before we get into this, David I, Letterman, I, I, Kanye. He's the Wii. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. What a glimpse. What a, yeah, what a glimpse. I have some I have some issues with it. Totally. But it's not it's easy. It's definitely worth watching. <laughs> it's not an easy for sure. Definitely so, worth watching. So Corbett,
0: yeah. Ground us for you in what has come. Yeah. What what is at stake? Well, let's do this. What's at, people do not hit community like connection, yes, community in their business. What what is at stake?
1: And and look, just to remind people, like why we're talking about this. Aiden had this idea recently that we should cover the roadmap more. The the fizzle roadmap. This is something that we've taught for years now, and it's very clearly broken up into nine different stages across three phases. And this is something that we spent a lot of time working on. Uh, I think we, we, we resisted actually building it for years. You remember Chase? Because no. we didn't, we didn't feel like we knew what the formula was, what because, the roadmap so, yeah, was.
0: To try to, because to, every, like every business is actually like one fat, like entrepreneur going like, here's how I think I'm going to try it out today. Yes. You know? Yes, <laughs> right. exactly.
1: And so it was a big task, but but as we sat down and we thought about the things that a business needs, obviously, it's clear that you need a, a great business idea. You have to have a, an audience of potential buyers. You have to create a product. There are all sorts of things that you need to build a business. And one of those things, in my experience, and from being surrounded by other entrepreneurs that I saw over and over and over again, was that there was this sort of intangible thing that, that is left off of most business plans, right? When you, when you study business, when you read about it, whatever, um, there's not a little box on the business plan that says, who are you connected to? Who do you know in business? But in reality, for me and most of the friends that I had at the time, the connections that we had, the other entrepreneurs that we were connected to they didn't necessarily give us something super tangible. It wasn't that they gave us our start or gave us our audience or whatever, but they put our head in the game in a way that kept us going when we were in the darkness. It made us feel, it made us um, a little bit more realistic when we thought things were going really well and they weren't necessarily going so well. And, um, this is just to get back to, to Scott and what you said early, early on the story that he always liked to tell was about the, um, if, if you want to run a marathon and you just try to do it by yourself, you're going to think, man, this is like one of the hardest things I'm ever going to do. But if you join a running group where everyone has run multiple marathons, suddenly you go from, how could I do this to how could I not? And the whole point of meeting other entrepreneurs and surrounding yourself with them is that your normal uh, social connections are likely very grounded in the quote unquote real world. They're people right. who work a job, who believe that you work for 40 years, you know, earning decent pay and then you retire and, and just live the standard life. And it's really hard to break from that if you're surrounded by those people. So when you become an entrepreneur, you are swimming upstream against everything you've learned in life and everyone who is around you normally. So just like Chase, you found this crew of people in San Diego who are like doing these amazing things doesn't it make it easier for you when you go out to a bar or you have somebody over or you go to a dinner party or whatever. And that's the topic of conversation. This
0: whole thing of, this whole thing of uh, like, you just blew my mind with this going, switching from, how could I do this? How, to could. how could I not do this? Right. That thing. I mean, just, cause dude, that's why I'm here. That's how we got here. Like I, I was like totally overwhelmed and afraid of stepping into a life with like we're we're living with another family that we only, I only met like, you know, <laughs> like less than a year ago. Right. But you know, he had some stupid tattoos and knows how to roll joint and uh, and had a blow smoke and just sit and talk and, and be honest, you know? And I was like, well, she, my wife's connecting with his wife. What, what could go wrong? It was just a situation of like, how could I not do this? This is so much about what we're about. We're so about community. We're so about uh, engaging life in this way. We're really about our kids, and I love the idea of my kids having, you know, having a, a, a feel a full family feeling without putting a bunch more kids on the planet. Right. You know. So it's it's this interesting. The only reason, and it's been <laughs> harrowing and ter- totally terrifying and very challenging, very rough, but at the same time, really easy and really fun. And look,
1: I mean, this this can go to the extreme, right? You you can if you read about cults and you're like, how the hell did everybody decide they were going to do that at the same time? And oh it's because God, yeah. groupthink is like an incredibly powerful thing. Right. So, so the point of this is to use it to your advantage. Yeah, right. And in entrepreneurship, you can find other people who are cut from the same cloth, but also are connected to people who are successful and happy and living the kind of life that you want to live. Yeah. Yeah. Surround yourself with that. And then it becomes more and more part of your norm. Yeah. Right. So you, you have to be, you have to be careful about the the crew that you join. And, and I've been really proud of the kinds of people that we've cultivated at Fizzle uh, and the connections that people have made and and just sort of the culture that we have there. And there are all kinds of different cultures out there that might apply or might be better for different people. And this episode isn't about fizzle or about joining some online community we're talking more about in-person connections getting right. to know people but yeah. i i just wanted to, to set that kind of the the mindset around why is this so important and why did we choose to make this one of the nine things in the fizzle roadmap
2: yeah and one thing that i wanted to add to that because I think what what you just brought up, Corbett, is really important. Which is, if you do analyze and deconstruct many successful people, you do see this nodule of like community and the fact that they had this little kernel there. And it's not something that lots of these people are often aware of to be able to articulate. This is something you need to do, and also for most of these people, I'll, I'll just say, just from my experience in talking to most people, it's an accident. You know, there was an opportunity where they perceived community, right? And what my story is, is I left Arizona without community and needed to manufacture it very consciously. Yeah. And it's a difficult thing to do because choosing and finding and then choosing is is a very, very difficult thing to do. Um and it's it's hard to sustain the momentum to do that because it's against my it's out of my comfort zone. I'm trying to go and meet new people. I'm trying, I'm a very, I have a very, it's like I don't know. I don't. I don't. It's like going out with the intention to marry on the first date, right? Mm -hmm. And making it very clear to the other person (laughs) that that's your intention, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So there's the stakes are high. It's really it's very sensitive. And for me in Portland in particular, um, everybody that I was meeting was uh, was in that conventional lifestyle, and I wanted to sustain friendships of different varieties with lots of these people. But the gap and the hole where. The community of like minded entrepreneurs was just getting bigger and bigger, you know mm-hmm. uh, and thank God you know there was some some momentum to sustain that sustained that and to get plugged in finally but um but yeah, I think that's why this is so important. Not only are we talking about the importance of something like this, but there's some valuable tips as to how to go out and do this uh intentionally and on purpose because you might not have a happy accident mm-hmm. um and you don't want to just wait for the happy accident.
0: Oh, we call my daughter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: This episode of The Fizzle Show was brought to you by Discover.Bot. Discover.Bot is an online community for bot creators built by Amazon Registry Services. And if you're a newcomer in this space, Discover.Bot will teach you everything there is to know about bots. Their Beginner's Guide to Bots will teach you how bots were invented, the basics of how bots work, what bots can do, and where bots are developed and published. They also regularly publish how-to guides and the latest bot-building resources on topics like how to design a bot personality, how to set up payments through your bot, and how to stop shopping cart abandonment. You can learn more and get the beginner's guide to bots at discover.bot slash fizzle. That's discover.bot slash fizzle. Thanks to Amazon Registry Services and discover.bot for supporting The Fizzle Show and independent entrepreneurship.
0: So, there are these happy accidents where you just stumble into community, right? There are these play, and I think there's a man, I think there's a lot of people listening to this show. And if this is you, I feel so hard for you right now. I know you, I know where you are. Like, I feel you. It's real where you are, right? And it's this sense that, like, oh, that happy accident stuff's happening for other people and it's not happening for me. You know, it's like I'm not, like, I'm in Pahrumpf, Nevada. (laughs) Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, it's a real place. It's a real place. is my friend, Kristen Nelson's in Perump, Nevada. <laughs> and I love him so much. Right. And, uh, and he, it's just, he's like, I'm in Pahrump, Nevada. Like, like I have to do this on the internet. I have right. to do this on like FaceTime and phone calls and, in taking my band out touring just to meet people, you know, just to get, just to engage with the world out there. Because sometimes it's just like, we're, I feel like my mind, maybe I'm, I'm, you know more judgmental than other people, maybe I'm more depressed than other people, sort of at a resting state but but there but I'm also more at home <laughs> with my with my judgments and depression <laughs> than other people at this point, but it feels like my mind is real there's a part of uh there's a part of my internal world that uh like there's someone in my internal world that whose job it is to kind of like box me in and and make the wall like stucco up the walls, put up drywall, make it like like, keep me enclosed and safe, right? And, uh, and that can happen. That, that, that person inside of me can be so good at that that eventually I feel so bored, so listless, so disconnected from things that are actually growing. Out so prumped. So Perump, you know, it's like, it's like, I just feel like Pahrump, you know? Isn't that a great name for a town, you guys? Yeah, it it's good. like an elephant's fart.
2: <laughs> it's the sound you know? that dust cloud makes when an elephant sits down.
0: <laughs> and here's my thing. I mean, this is, I think, the tattoo I'm going to have to get now because I've just, it's like, it's become, this has become such a part of my, I think what we as people as human beings, as homo sapiens, one of the things that, that like one little trick that I found for myself and for literally every person that I've, that I've been able to do like coaching conversations with, work with chase.com If you want to get past your, you know, roadblock, whatever you're dealing with right now, I'm trying to do some coaching, Corbin.
1: <laughs> <Right>. Sweet.
0: <laughs> I like to work with like, you know, successful people, but I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> you are going to be successful. Right, because it's such like, dude. My project in life right now is like, I'm living with a with a family where it's like, can these can this guy do this? Right? Is it possible for someone who who like did it back in the day, and then crazy life stuff happens, and and you let everything go follow, right? You let all the leads, all the network, all of the like, all of the valuable stuff in the connection in the network, right? Where all of your clients come from. Right, everybody who I've ever met who's 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 done sales or or uh, networking like as a way of life, it's almost like you can think of them as they're just tending to this massive system, uh, and they're just one node in the system, right? Right. And they're constantly connecting other nodes together, constantly, constantly, and they're constantly getting connected to other nodes in the in the system, you know.
1: And you know, there there are obviously old cliches about it's not what you know, but who you know, you know in business, right? And and it's easy to brush that off. However, there was a, a study that went around a couple of months ago, and I, I sent this to my wife right away because it's kind of depressing in a way, but really puts a point on how important these connections are because a Columbia Business School professor did a study and found that artists become famous because of who they know not because of their work. Mm-hmm. And and art is a little different than business because art is so subjective. It takes yeah. tastemakers well, to tell also, you
0: the art almost doesn't belong to the artist, right? The art becomes something different when it uh, when it's attached to some energy or collective uncon- like now all of a sudden we all want that because this because we you know what I mean how it all works like this attract we get attracted to some kind of art rather than another and it's like it's seated. It's like been seated
1: it's been seeded by people in the know, by, right. by gatekeepers and tastemakers. Exactly. And so it's important to know people who can either give you a platform or tell people why. Corbett, which is what I am right now.
0: Do you understand how I've saved three businesses from extinction with, I made one video for each of them.
1: With bag manufacturers? Oh,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. This ba- like, like I just went up to a bag workshop where this guy, the brown buffalo, who's like literally an industry, like, like, excellent. He, he was the creative director of all of all uh, of uh, maybe he was the chief designer of everything at North Face for for a while, for like 10 years. So just big time in the industry been forever. And he's and he's done his own thing. And he was about to like close up shop He's always had a he's had his own battle with mental health and stuff like this. I made a video on one of his bags and and he and it like gave him like that one video gave him enough money to head to japan to do the next thing that he was like well we, might, we have the money now we might as well do it right wow. then this other female designer out in out in london i think she's in london she's in england and she makes all these bags riot r-y-u-t all these bags that are for security minded people meaning all the zippers are up against your back Right. And she made this travel bag that does this very interesting conversion into a daily carry bag, which is a problem that I think is really interesting to solve. And I haven't really found anything that does it perfectly. And she was about ready to close up shop. She saw my video and she literally tweeted me this. She's like, This is so honest and humane and thoughtful that I decided to, (laughs) I decided to like do another bag. Like it was just like, I was just done. I was just done with it. Right. Because and I can't remember how this connected to what you're saying. Because I'm blown away by this. But it. But um, the 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 tastemaker thing. That's what you were well, saying. like. I'm, yeah, and and I'm like, I, it's scary, Corbett. It's scary because like, what should I make big? You know what I'm saying? And and what I realizes is it, this is how the whole freaking ball of wax was made, man. This is it goes all the way back. And there's I've always been this like, you just be honest. You just be you know. Do yourself and be you. You're going to have to, that presence thing, be satisfied with where you are right now. If you can't be satisfied right now, you won't be satisfied then, right? Is what it, what I, what it feels like to me. And then you just make work and you serve people and you do the thing and you get what you deserve for it, right? Uh, but but you, need, you need, like, maybe you need kingmakers. And then, because to me, the scariest thing about this is this whole crony capitalism thing, right? Of course, it's of this, course.
1: It's so scary. Yeah, it is. However, if you want to succeed in business, you're going to need friends. And right. we we see all the time people just sitting there like hoping that being in their office, typing on their computer by themselves or like browsing the Internet is somehow going to make their business take off. And we see other people like think about Ryan Delk for a minute, totally. our, our mutual friend who uh is a coo at a, a company called omnia a startup in san francisco how connected that guy is yeah. Yeah. he is uh he has gone from being a homeschooled kid in florida to knowing everyone who's anybody in silicon valley yeah. and he's all of like i don't know 28 years old or something yeah. because he has if you look at his calendar, it's like lunch, 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 you know meeting, 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 coffee, coffee, coffee with all kinds of different people, and you make connections, and then when you need something, somebody's going to be there for you when you when you're feeling down and you're not sure what to do next, somebody's going to go hey you know i've I've got this thing cooking, would you like to help out on it or whatever and yeah. and those connections become this really important safety net, and so right. I guess there are people who are natural connectors and we don't need to be talking to them right yeah. now. Yeah. I would love to be encouraging the people who are likely to feel like I can just do this myself.
0: Yeah,
2: I can just
1: or, do this on my own. I can just, you know, introverts. I can just put out my Instagram and just connect on social media and that's enough.
0: Yeah. Okay. And I would love to, This is interesting. Keep going. Keep going. I
1: would love to be encouraging those people to make some real connections and start figuring out not who's the celebrity that I can magically meet, right? We all hear about those. There's this artist Ashley Longshore, and one day, luckily, Blake Lively stumbled into her shop in New Orleans, and mm-hmm. forever more, her life has changed because yeah. Blake Lively decided that she loved her shit. And I'm not saying that that's going to happen because that's pure luck. What I'm saying is that there are people out there who are accessible. Chase Reeves might be a kingmaker in the bag world, but that doesn't mean you can't tweet him right now, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you don't have a decent shot of meeting somebody like that. But even even more than that, there are people out there who are just a step or two ahead of you yeah. who are super accessible. Right. And, and this gets back, I'd say, to Chase, your theory of the, of the third tier. Yeah. And, yeah. and you can call it what you want, but there is a group of people out there that you can network with yeah. who will be something in a short period of time, who will, and a rising tide lifts all boats. Do you know and
0: you why, can, Do you know why they're going to be something, Corbett? Like what would uh-huh. you say? What what what? Two like two I, things. Two one, things. Go.
1: One is you can you can tell when somebody has a a quality that's yeah, going I, to become it something. It's almost like it's just like it's just a spark, a it's spark. Like you can't even put your finger on it. Right. But you can tell when somebody has a spark. The second thing is when you form a little crew of people who are all working hard, and that becomes your social norm. Yeah. Then then someone in that crew is going to make it, and then the other people in that crew are going to go. Well, why can't I do that?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, right? this, this makes me think of the, the, okay. So one of the most interesting painters in the whole world for me is Brian Eno. Oh well, yeah. Brian Eno was a painter. Apparently like a, like, you know, this was his thing he was, he was into painting. He was going to be a fine artist. And then he realized the world of sound and had this whole like sort of yeah, started painting with sound. He started, he, he said that that was his thing. He's like, dude, the thing is, is soundscape is more effective at, it, at reaching people emotionally or getting them to feel the things that I want them to feel than my visual pieces. And so he made his whole life about sound and he's kind of like the sound guru, the, the frequency guru. And um, he says that there's no such thing as genius. There's only seen okay? Seen, like a S-C-E-N-E. And not seen in a movie, like seen is like Andy Warhol's art scene. Chase Reeves's hardcore uh, Gilman Street adolescent <laughs> punk music scene. We always called it the scene, and people who were about the scene were scensters. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like everything is a scene. Like you, know, my, my the reality uh, church that I that I went to in Santa Barbara, and then the 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 version of it that I started out on Del Playa. Shout out to any of you San Diego or San, Santa Barbara people. It was total scene. It was a total scene, right? Um WDS is a scene. Mm-hmm. Right. And and then there's scenes within those scenes, right? And so so with him, he's saying there's no such thing as genius, or get rid of the idea of genius. Right? Uh Thelonious Monk says a genius is the one who is most like herself. Mm. Right? Genius is the one who's most like himself. And with that, he, sorry, keep going.
2: Go I was gonna say the what you're what you're starting to make me think of is that this is a similar thing to kind of niching in a community. And I want to remind everybody, we're not just talking about leveraging your community for your own good so that you can milk connections and ride on coattails. Um, There is a really unarticulated, it's hard to describe the kind of energy you get when you know you're part of a scene, when you know you're part of a microcosm, a niched community. And when you're a genius, I don't know if you were headed here, Chase, but you're all alone. Yeah. You know, even if you're not actually alone, you're viewed as a lone wolf. Whereas if you are part of a crew or part of a team or part of a small community or a niche or a scene or whatever you want to call it, yeah. um, there's a shared motivation, I think. And I think it's a rising tide lift all boats in the way that I think Corbett was about to get to, which is which is not that, you know, Eminem rises to the top and brings D twelve with him, right? It's not like fifty cent and G unit and brings those guys with him. It is literally the motivation of the rest of the team to do what they see is now possible. It's how could you not do it? It's your part of a crew that's done it. It's easier to believe. And um, maybe it's competition. Uh, Maybe that's your drive in this team. Maybe it's uh, altruism. Maybe it's support. But there are so many different ways that it can get reinforced depending on your personality. There's almost no way it won't work. When you get that click or that social you know, nucleus and orbiting members um, that can like, that you're just checking in with and they keep you accountable, which is, I think, the, the biggest thing about that community. Mm. I don't know if that's where you were going, Chase, but... No, I like it. I, I you went from the, the
0: genius to the sort of aloneness of a genius, it make, which makes me think of, of my father right now. You know what I mean? Like my dad is, is like one of the... He's just, he's just been a, a really go-getter, businessy, successful guy his whole life (laughs) really like he's really made uh made businesses it really has and I have a lot of like you know growing up I had a lot of criticism because he was like never there is what it felt like or whenever he was there it was like really pushing me way too hard to try to be something sure to to him you know um and now he's you know he's in the sunset stage of his life right it's like and Corbett and Jessalyn are the people who taught me all about, besides my grandparents, about sunset time. Sunset's cocktail time. <laughs> Sunset's you sit on the porch with a little wooden bowl of peanuts and you have, a, you have like a cold, like literally condensation is just like dripping off of this cup, you know? And you're just going to sit here and you're just going to be because it's like, it's, for some reason, it's, it's like, you know how you would go to a, a, a gallery to look at a painting Right, and sometimes you could even have that a feeling of like there's some this painting does something to me. Was just what the sunset it. is, yeah. like, right? It's really and reflective. and this is where my dad is in life right now, and he's not. Uh, and instead of uh, instead of feeling that sense of of community and peace and sort of like satisfaction, presence, right? It's a sense of um, of like kind of 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 aloneness of of like he so he's still trying to make it about his work and he he probably doesn't need to very much at all right because it's just it works this work thing that we're trying to do you're trying to create a business it's going to become another trap right it all everything's another trap everything's another idol right everything's just another idol to right. to to get you to feel secure in a world that is that is profoundly changing and and uh, maybe even chaotic but finding what finding in other people is exactly where i find um the the like the value in the work that i do yeah right? the ref- reflected back I, at you exactly you know? the meaning yeah. and the purpose in like well that's why for me i think the only solid ground we build our businesses on is in is service right i think i and and you service is anything like you, meaning there's someone with a real problem that like you actually care about the problem and then and there's not a solution that you think is good enough that exists sure yeah. Right, and if you can get to that place instead of like, well, people are buying this, and there's four other brands on there, we could probably survive a fifth. That's like a little more opportunistic, and and you can totally survive that. But it's just a different kind of bit. It's like what's cool about that is you can you got to work, you got to do something. I'm really really interested in the people who are like willing to give their lives for like for life. I guess <laughs> you know I'm going to give my life yeah. for life is, and when I had my kids, that's what that's what like forced me into that, and I find this connection, this community piece, this Corbett, as Corbett says, you know, if you're going to build a business, you'd you'd be so much better off making some friends in business because it can be lonely uh, for one hand, but for the other hand, like, you're going to be better. You're going to be better. Like, you have so much in you that hasn't come out yet just because You've not been in a situation where it's, in, where it's like been pulled out of you. you. You know what I mean? It's like, and so we're on, the, we're on we're in WordPress back end writing our posts, which we shouldn't be writing there because what if the, you know, the site goes down and your work doesn't get saved? Go write it in you know, Ulysses or something. But like uh, Evernote, <laughs> right? And you're writing, it's a blank, blank screen, blinking cursor. Here it is, the world's asking, what do you have to say, right? What do you have to say? This is a profoundly existential place to be. I don't care who you are. This yeah. is this is challenging. And my trick for that is where are the people that I care about struggling or suffering? And you know who I care about more than anything, Aiden? I care about me. I care about me more than anyone out there. I was just watching the first couple episodes of Westworld, which uh is <laughs> oh my For the God. first time. Yeah, well, I know I watched the first season and then this is the this second is the second season. Third. The me too. Season. I the just season. watched
2: the first two
0: episodes. Did you watch of- the second episode? Dude, I have done a lot of psychedelics at this point, and I'm like, this show is more challenging than most of the psychedelics I I've ever tried. I can't even tell you. Yeah, it's I'm on this math. Yeah. Real intense, like, sort of, they took it, and they turned it kind of like, and and this is uh, like, this is where my existence, it's a lot right where my existential crisis is in business, but why I brought that up was for a particular reason that has escaped me. Um <laughs> but i want to i do like corbett you mentioned and and and, like maybe it was you aiden but i I don't know there's this there are these tips and tricks to this i love this idea that there's people out there who are like oh that i'm in parumph that can't happen for me and uh and and so let's like get like what are the actual tips and tricks and the first thing i thought about when you were talking about this corbett was that brene brown thing on netflix oh yeah i don't know if you guys have seen i've seen Not the reason why i thought about it cause i only watched like 10 minutes before it's stopping and going. like i have to watch this with my wife and we still haven't watched it yet i have to it's just so good she's such a woman you guys she's so beautiful and powerful and lovely and just real and just dense her presence is what you experience when you're watching her right which is what i'm addicted to i love that in life um and Brene's work focuses entirely on shame and vulnerability. And I think these are the two things at the crux of the sort of like matter for actually connecting with other people. I think when you're at WDS, which is a big conference, in case you haven't heard about it, that's in Portland, put on my girls, Chris Gilbo, it has all this great, like awesome positivity at the core of it. And, uh, and... So I, I know that there's people who have been there like, and they see some group they wish they could go over and talk to and they didn't go over and talk because it's scary. Right. Why vulnerability and shame, right? So the very first tip, like hardcore tip I think about is in this, what are you going to share about yourself or how are you going to own your, like, like the research on vulnerability and shame is that actually your communication is more powerful when you step in a place of authenticity. And, and authenticity actually comes through your vulnerability. Kierkegaard says the only authenticity that's real authenticity is authenticity about your inauthenticity. And I think we can all do that. I think we can all go, I feel fat right now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Which is authenticity about how I'm not who I think I want to be. Yeah. Right? Or and feeling I, like a
2: fraud, even.
0: I'm, yeah, exactly. And you could start any conversation with any entrepreneur like that. And man, if there's a heart in that rib cage, like you're, they're yeah, they're yeah. gonna like they can feel you. You know, they can feel you. So that's what I think of first of all. Is just like the mode, the way, the presence you're bringing yourself to this connection thing. Yeah, that's what I think of. I
1: I, <clears throat> I would say uh, you have to show up. Yeah, and you will be surprised when you do show up at how many opportunities exist in small in-person settings mm. to have real conversations and make real connections with people that would take you years to do online. Yeah. And yeah. when you go to things and, you know, I don't know about if you live in, in Pahrumpf, yeah, but if you live in a top 100 city in, in the U S or, or something of that size, There are events happening all the time, little meetups, little micro conferences on all kinds of topics and show up. And even if you go just to check it out the first time or two, after a few of them, force yourself to stick around afterwards and say hi to somebody and and start a little conversation. I used to love to have little meetups in bars. And I know a lot of people were probably like, what the hell? What are we doing at this <laughs> shady-ass dive bar in the Mission where I feel like I'm going to get stabbed just walking here. But we had some great conversations there. And that's where I met so many people that I'm still close to today in entrepreneurship. Yeah. And and sometimes like four people would show up. Yeah. But you know what? The people that did show up, we had some really great deep conversations. Hmm. So, you know, we, we talk about being uh, a seniors or a senester a scene doesn't have to like just look for the hottest hippest thing where there's going to be thousands of people yeah. like look for something that's small well, and manageable. Why do you
0: bring up those words here? Right. Because a scene was actually was like, could be a, a negative term. It became a negative term mm-hmm. eventually because it was just people who are about what the crew was about. Like didn't did, like, they didn't actually bring themselves. They didn't go yeah. up and they like, were they hungry.
2: Were, it was just a status. And uh, I think uh,
0: this, this gets to the heart of the matter with connection for me and with entrepreneurship, right? I, you know, I can't help it. I see the world as like, I, Joe Rogan has the single largest audience on the face of the planet. Like that's ridiculous to me. All of iTunes podcasting algorithms are set up so that Joe Rogan and the New York Times, the Daily aren't the number one every single day in like so many categories, right? So the, this is like, this is a person a single person i love by the way that it's the daily which is like a you know you're 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 looking at a very specific topic and a short sort of taken and then it's joe rogan like 3 hours of just meathead talk meatheads on ayahuasca right it's like it's the actual sanctification of the bros like we're <laughs> we're being redeemed slowly but surely um, but what i re- what i what i really have g- gathered and garnered about that plus my own experience as being an entrepreneur is that people resonate with people and people resonate with people who are showing up and there's something inside of me and everyone I've ever met that um, that kind of wants to shy away from showing up right okay? those three that 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 connection that that's it that's the that's the equation right there there's like when you show up authentically, you are in a position where people can criticize you, they can choose to listen to you or not listen to you and your ability to sort of withstand that and own that. is like, uh, you know, a great example of this to me is Paul Jarvis, who we had on the show recently. Just a guy who's clearly letting his own freak flag fly from like having pet mouses to tattoos on his hands to how he thinks about business. And I just watched a video with him on this. There's a a YouTube creator named Matt DeVela, Matt DeAvola, who uh, was the filmmaker behind that Minimalists documentary with the Mm. the Minimalists guys. Um, And his freaking YouTube channel is dope. Like, it's just really? so next level. It's like, it's church without any religion. It's all, the, thi- it's all the, the hope and the meaning and the like connection, the community. And like, how do I think about my life? How do I think about finances? He had Ramit on talking about finances and money script stuff, but he's, and it's all filmed really well. And, it, but I just look at it and it's just blowing up. It's huge. It's another place where the bros are being sanctified. And I think because, because this guy's uh, authenticity resonates you know i think marie forleo i think liz gilbert her authenticity resonates i think anybody with the platform i think you dude, dude jay-z is is a is a great example of platform but my favorite is j is like jamie oliver and uh and um uh why, why can't i think of her name my favorite tv uh t- talk show host who's a lady who's a lesbian uh ellen generous yeah um her authenticity resonates right? Comics is like where this is. That's why I, I think I might be just way too biased and just thinking basically about one kind of entrepreneur. And mm-hmm. I'm just really like lockjaw about that for some reason. But the, the, uh, the authenticity and it is the authenticity resonates. Okay. That's where connection is going to happen. You don't want to be a seamster, which is meaning like you're not just, you, you, you are bringing something to the table and you are getting something out of it. Right? You're getting something out of being a part of this and you're knowing it. And people, there's this agreement that forms, I find, with people when you're doing business together or you're, everybody's doing business. There's this like, I don't want to take care of somebody else's bull crap. Right. But I am interested in compassion. I'm concerned about them. You know, I want them to be doing well. And I know what it's like to have a freaking be in a dip, <laughs> you know? And that is one very, very practical reason why to. Just, just have a to-do list item that is every week you call someone or you text or you reach out to some group of people or, or, or just one in particular, you have a list of 15, 15, you know, business friends that you met at a conference over the last five years, right? And every month you call one of them or something, right? It's just a project. Why? I don't know. We'll just stay in touch.
2: Well, I know why. Why? And, And I know why, I know why that's a great suggestion. Um, and Well, at least for me, and I'll, I'll deign to believe that I'm not the only person like me, but um, I commit way easier to other people than I do to myself.
0: Mm. Well, yeah.
2: And this yeah. whole idea of masterminds or committing to other people, or even if you're really, if you're in Perumph, commit to your customers, tell them about your deadlines, tell them about the things you're planning on doing, because anything outside of me, I don't know, maybe this is a flaw, but I've found out how to leverage this. Uh, that's what motivates me. That's what keeps me going. Like I have a good amount of self-discipline, but a lot of that is just external obligation that I've strategized myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, so, so that's my huge takeaway here is that telling other people, it's almost like creating this false accountability, mm. but, it's not false in the sense that it creates the outcomes you're actually wanting and you're serving the people and you're part of the tide that lifts all the boats that you're around. Um, So if we look at kind of outcome or if we look at uh, and if we disregard, um, you know, intention necessarily, I mean, if your intention is still can be pure, even if you're manufacturing this obligation, manufacturing this accountability. Mm -hmm. But um, that's why I think Fizzle is so great. You know, signing up for Fizzle, Does that that did it for me? I'm not pitching it necessarily to do that for you, but it is an option. You know, a little bit of money paying at the gym keeps you wanting to go to the gym, or you know, it touches on that shame, right? And that can have an adverse effect, or that can actually motivate you too. So, yeah, part of this is figuring out where your buttons are. Are you an internally motivated person? Do you get motivated by consequence? Are you a carrot person? Are you a stick person? Um, And then. And then figuring out how to manufacture that or get around people that can do that for you and be explicit with them, you know, tell on yourself once with people, ask them to do the same. Like, what can I help you uh, bug and nag you about? Yeah. And um, those have been really, really valuable very successful strategies that i found
0: Mm, yeah and i I think i mean this is where we land the train right is like no no matter where you are you can find an online community whether it's uh, like some facebook group somewhere whether it's uh and and that's what all of these publishers like us have been creating slowly but surely and they'll only create more they will be creating more why because the physical there's no better medicine than 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 the medicine that we give each other like we almost like we need lessons but then we also need grace from each other to go like all right as I'm integrating this lesson like (laughs) I know that I'm making mistakes and I'm trying hard not to be too hard on myself right because if I'm too hard on myself I will give up like this will be a pipe dream it will have been a pipe dream Right. And I think that's what gets really scary. Ultimately, that's what's at stake here. If you don't pursue, at least in some intentional way, connection with other people who are pursuing a similar goal in life to you, which is to say, not just sitting back, having it my way, figure like just like trying to keep the world out from my front porch, trying to, you know, like, if you're going, I want to create and have a, a meaningful impact in the world, and I want to have independence and security and freedom, and I want to be able to, you know, put food on my table for my kids in a way that that you know is, is ethical and that I feel great about, and that I know I'm contributing to some meaningful solution in the world. That's all very, to- like, absolutely and utterly doable. That's look around. Anybody who's doing that, they just started doing one. They started doing it one day. Right. They did it long, like like in ways long before they even started doing it in their business. Right. And so it is a bit of a mindset shift. And that's exactly what the community thing gets you, where you're, you're, you are wondering, how could I not run this marathon instead of should I run this marathon? right? Because you're, you've you're been a part of a group that like everybody else is doing it and you've been doing it, you've been running, you know, you could do it, you know, you're trained for it, like, you know, and those kinds of things in life, who knows what comes from those kinds of things. But what I've seen, personally, is that I can live in what David Foster Wallace calls the skull size kingdom in my head. <laughs> right? Uh, and, and I can make my own art in there and I can have my own fantasies in there. Um, but like any, I don't know. I I have this thing about the kind of artist that I am is like I don't just want to make the work, like I want the work to be engaged with. I want it to be affecting people. I want it to be having an impact. And my commitment is actually, and I think you might find this to be the same about you know, all of us here, is, is that our commitment is not just to doing the work, but to making the impact. Right. And that that is where Community plays this very subtle, almost invisible role, but it has been more transformational in my life than any individual book or any individual guru or any individual practice. It's like it's like learning, (laughs) it's like you know how to see, but you don't know what to look for. Mm. And being with other people. Can help you see so much more stuff to look for, and from that perspective, your business has a has a higher likelihood to be <laughs> successful. It's just I, I want to say that, but I can't I can't point to research on it. Yeah, you know, I can't. Uh, but I will say I I will say that everyone I've encountered who who pursues um, at least some bit of connection and community is uh, it finds that the community is its own reward. Yeah. Right? percent. that to me like is why if you're in Perumph or if you're in Chicago and just don't know many people or something, something like fizzle is more than just like a, a like make some friends kind of thing. It is a, uh, it is you can use, you can not make friends on fizzle. You can make, you know, you can you can make something de- kind of deeper than friends. You know, friends are who you avoid on Facebook <laughs> is the way I think about it sometimes, right? Like it's like, I don't want to be too involved in their like This is something totally different. This is closer to what we mean when we say mastermind, okay. right? But mastermind is very formal. It's very, you know, it's got, it has this long tradition, comes back from, it comes from that, you know, how to think and go rich or influence people book. I can't remember one of those guys talking about, it's a very specific thing. But there's something in this communal, uh, just sense of community and the sense of like, how is it for others that you might find <laughs> blows your mind and and how it shows you exactly the ways that you've been addicted to living inside that own skull size kingdom of yours, and getting out, showing up, is is the is the only is
1: the cost of the ticket. That's it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Before we wrap things up, I just want to mention for people who are listening to this live, uh, there are 10 or 12 days left in our Fizzle jumpstart package offer. Mm. And this is a special package we've put together that basically comes with a year's worth of Fizzle, plus you get an individualized planning session where we're going to sit down with you over Zoom or Skype and help you formulate a plan for what you want to accomplish over the next several months. And then we're going to check in with you weekly online to ask, what did you do? Did you accomplish what you wanted to? What are you planning to do next week? And just help you find that extra motivation to jumpstart your progress Uh, moving forward and this is something we've never done at fizzle before um the reaction so far has been amazing yeah and uh we're scheduling all the meetings for everybody right now and it's going to be really great especially the group that gets together and uh starts and fizzle this way so sign up by june 30th you can head to fizzle.co slash jumpstart to get all the details find out what's included and see if this package is right for you
0: Yeah. yeah love it All right, guys. That's episode three twenty four. I hope you've been. uh, I love. I feel like what we've done here is really we've just like stirred the pot. (laughs) Like (laughs) you're gonna have some weird dreams. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like totally. Like like this is and which I like. I like because now the work is in. Like you've got the work now. Like now it's like like you know. Like there's nothing. there's nothing but your experience of this podcast here that you've encountered and then the question that your experience of this podcast will ask you is like so what you know how now shall we live and and when that thing shows up in your life when you have that idea when you have that thought like the whole question is like are you going to go with that little breath of inspiration that little direction because you know that it's a choice right you know that they, that like no matter how successful you are you're still making choices and the choices have consequences. Mm-hmm. My thing for right for you right now in the closing of this episode is like, hey, make when make what if you said yes to connection and community for like but what if you always said yes to it? First of all, what if you just said yes for like 30 days or something? And what if you reached out and did some or what if you just reached out and did something intentional to to get you some of that? Right? Get you some of it. Show up. I love that. Find care take it well first of all show notes at 324 fizzle show.co slash 324 and then we'll talk to you next week on the fizzle show find care take care serve hard y'all and dig in thank you for listening and we wish you all the best talk to you next week bye-bye